and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Daniela Breck. We have an exciting episode planned for today. Joining us is Darren Green. He is the Chief Sales Officer for the Los Angeles Tourism and Convention Board. Darren will be walking us through the planning strategies and execution of Super Bowl 56, which took place recently on Sunday, February 13th at LA's new SoFi Stadium. I'm really looking forward to digging into this case study and hopefully you will walk away today with some learnings and ideas for your next event in LA and also learn a little bit more about what it takes to put on an event like the Super Bowl. With that said, welcome, Darren, and thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Thank you, Danielle. First off, I have to say congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams in the city of Los Angeles. What an exciting time for you guys with the Rams winning in their home city at arguably the most famous sporting event in America. What has this Super Bowl victory meant to the city of L.A.? Well, it's been incredible. Um, It's hard to imagine or plan on how exciting it is to be in L.A. and especially during this time when we can celebrate our our Super Bowl champion, uh, Los Angeles Rams. It's really ignited the city, and I think it's also galvanized the city. Um, We just did a parade uh, earlier this week on Wednesday to celebrate the team, and uh, it's just been a great coming together. And to be there, fortunate enough to participate in the event and just to feel the energy of the game and to have it in your own city is over the top. The Super Bowl was years of planning, and you know we had to go to cities like Atlanta and Miami and Tampa to see how those cities would host the game so we could prepare to do it. So while those were great experiences, nothing comes close to actually not just having it in your home city, but having your home team win. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the Super Bowl requires such a massive citywide effort And with the added complexities of planning for an event of this scale during some unpredictable times of COVID-19, I'm wondering if you can walk us through how your team at LA Tourism prepared for this event and worked with your hospitality partners in LA to execute it safely. Well, it's all started with um, being able to galvanize the community through uh, Champions LA, through the LA Sports and Entertainment Commission, which is really our arm that really targets these mega sports and entertainment events. And of course, our team at LA Tourism. So it really took a collective effort to pull it together. And the NFL does require uh, certain venues and a certain amount of rooms that we commit within the hotel community. So our team worked in lockstep with the others and to secure all the details of the request for proposal that the NFL needed. So that was the first stage. We were fortunate to have the SoFi Stadium as the host. And if you haven't seen it, the $5 billion facility is state-of-the-art. I would arguably say it's the most incredible venue in the world in terms of what it offers. It's not just a stadium, it is a destination. And it is an incredible, it really provided an incredible backdrop for not just the game, but really an incredible backdrop for the city of Los Angeles and everything that we have to offer. So um, we could have been more pleased at how things came together. 
once again, it was a, a lot of work uh, on all of our parts to pull it together. And if we have to remember back, Tampa, unfortunately, last year, they had to do a modified event because of the stage we were at with COVID. So really coming out of it, this was a, uh, a chance for people with, I think, this pinup uh, demand or this pinup desire, I should say, to travel was coupled by the fact that, you know, you uh, had this game where you could really have a full stadium and full venues and, and, and just a full participation of the event. So the timing could be better. And it was really, I think, a shot of a, a shot of the arm and really some of the octane, the team or the city is needed as we power through the recovery. So um, a quick antidote, we'll be hosting the Major League Baseball All-Star Game this summer. And I was fortunate enough to be in Denver where the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was last year. It was the first event that they had done, and it really was the first signal of full recovery for Denver in bringing back businesses, restaurants, venues that supported that game. And I would say the same thing held true in here in L.A. Just about all of our venues from Santa Monica to, to Hollywood, to the beach cities, to downtown, all of the venues had activities and activations going, whether they were corporate or the NFL or the players. Um, just about every venue had such high demand. So um, I think on all points, uh, LA just really shined and uh, it was a thrill. I'm still coming down. Yeah. You had mentioned SoFi Stadium. That's a relatively new stadium and it will host a lot of big events in the future. What are some of the noteworthy features of that stadium that you think really make it stand out and how were they used during the Super Bowl? Well, I think the stadium has um, just a multifaceted uh, platform to host event. So while it's about a 70,000 seat stadium, because of the outdoor areas, pavilions, things like that, the really capacity could go up to 100,000 if it needed to. So that's one of the unique aspects. Uh, and then connected to the stadium within the whole area is what they call American Airlines Plaza, which is an open air area. And that leads you right into the YouTube theater. The YouTube theater, I think it will seat around 5,000 or so for awards event. It's an indoor covered uh, theater. So that's actually where they had the NFL honors uh, event. The award show was actually at the YouTube theater that's within the stadium. Um, the unique aspect of the stadium, though, is it's, it's open air. So you really have an open airflow. Uh, it is covered because we are in the flight path of Los Angeles Airport. So planes are flying over it uh, pretty frequently. So we wanted to do that. And then actually the stadium is built about six levels into the ground. So when you're entering the stadium, you really only are looking up at two levels above where you enter, but it goes down about six levels. So it's into the ground. And I think that really helps with noise and other things because it gets loud in there, but it's it's fairly contained because we want to be, I think, sensitive to the community. And then the last thing I'll mention about the stadium is the lake. So they built man-made lake around the stadium and it really showcases it. And it showed so well, I think, as the event was broadcast, as, as certain things were hosted there. Having that water effect in front of the stadium, I just think 
it really made it pop because the stadium was fairly close to the big cities. So the element of water in Los Angeles is so integral with the team and the stadium having that is a, uh, is a, is a great, great um, feature that I think really got highlighted during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that during the broadcast, as I was watching on TV, it really struck me how beautiful the stadium looked inside and out. So really impressive space. Moving on to some safety measures, I know that LA, the city of LA, has been a real leader on safety during the pandemic. I know last fall, LA Tourism was the first destination marketing organization to partner with Clear to offer the Clear Health Pass access to meeting and event organizers, planning events in LA. I'm wondering, as it um, relates to the Super Bowl, what were some of the safety measures that Super Bowl 56 had in place that you think showcases how LA can host safer in-person events of this scale in 2022 and beyond? Well, I think the Super Bowl reflects really what LA, and we were in lockstep as safety being a priority and being really first and foremost before we do any event. And the NFL was, I think, in lockstep with the city of Los Angeles. We were a little nervous leading up because we were getting a little bit of the surge with Omicron, uh, you know, back early in the year after the holiday. So it was a little dodgy there that see how that was going to play out. But fortunately, uh, things got fairly contained. Case counts started to drop. So both the city and the league felt very comfortable that we could do a safe event. So before people came in, the proof of vaccination was a requirement for you to enter the stadium. So you basically had to show your proof of vaccination before coming in. And then also the NFL and the stadium had provided the N95 masks for everybody coming into the stadium, but to wear based on their sense of safety. So I'll be honest with you, LA is not unlike just about any other venue where you can ask people to wear masks, but it's up to them on whether they're not whether or they're going to do it or not. I think in most of the places that were either indoor or that had restricted airflow, you would see more masks. But I think once people were outside in open air venues, whether it was the tailgate parties prior to the game or during the game itself, you didn't really see people masked up. It's kind of hard when you're at a, a game like that to cheer and to enjoy a beverage and wearing a mask at the same time. So um, all in all, I, I think it went well um, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, people were safe and uh, there was no real negative impact from uh, the event itself when mm-hmm. it comes to safety. With some time, I know it's probably just been a whirlwind of the past couple weeks and months. But following the Super Bowl and with some time to reflect on the event, what are some of your personal biggest learnings from helping to plan and execute this event? And how do you plan to apply some of those learnings to future events and conventions coming to LA? Well, um, I I think that what we've known, but to see it uh, actualize and come to fruition is the, I think, unmatched uh, variety and selection of outdoor venues that Los Angeles offers. Uh, With 300 days of sunshine and average temperatures of 70 degrees, more than likely you're gonna have great weather when you come out to LA for your meeting and event. Uh, 
So while you might need to use a ballroom or a convention center, which we have some great options, I think the open air option is a great way to enhance the program. So what the learnings and some of the keys that we saw were a lot of the meetings and events and other things that took place were in covered open air venues. And the customers seem to like it. I know the attendees feel even safer there. And LA has a true distinct advantage because of some of the features and the dynamics of the destination to execute uh, events like that. So that was really one of our key takeaways. I think we'd known it, but to see it actualized made us that much more confident. And it's not just ourselves. We were fortunate to host some of our top customers um, with corporate association and third parties that attended the game and it really opened their eyes. So it's not what I was hoping or knew, but it was them saying, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I could do this in LA or I can bring my group here. We could be outside or we can do an indoor outdoor event. So to see it like for them and to see them express I didn't realize I could do it. And that really was gratifying because sometimes you wonder if your message is really being heard or resonated, but to hear it from those customers really validated why we are such a special destination and the best is yet to come. Right. Sounds like it really opened people's eyes to the possibilities in LA, which are very vast. Um, I know that Super Bowl 56 is just the beginning for you guys. There are a lot of really big events that are going to be putting LA on the global stage coming down the pipeline in the next few years. Can you detail for our listeners what else is coming to LA soon? Well, uh, you know, after that, we've got the ML, you know, a pretty robust lineup uh, ahead for LA that includes the MLB All-Star Game that's going to be coming up in July this summer, I had mentioned earlier. And then after that, just starting off next year, you know, uh, nine months from now, we'll be the host city for the College Football Championship that will also be played at SoFi. And then following that, we'll have the U.S. Open Golf Championship. And then in 2024, we have the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Regional West Champion. And then really the exciting, all those are exciting events, but 2026 is uh, we will be one of the host cities for the FIFA World Cup, which week we'll have will be determined, but we're extremely excited about that. And that same year, we'll also be hosting the 2026 um, U.S. Women's Open Golf Tournament. And that will culminate with our hosting of the 2028 Summer Olympic and, Para- and Paralympic Games here in Los Angeles. Uh, one of only two cities to host the game for three times outside of London. And, uh, you know, the Coliseum in Los Angeles is one of the few buildings that is able to don the Olympic rings outside of the facility. And the torch still burns. So <laughs> we are extremely excited. And 2028 is going to be here before we know it. Yeah, such an exciting lineup of events. And I'm guessing with all of these massive citywides, the city will probably be working on some new developments or renovations coming online that visitors and future meetings and events can take advantage of. Are there any openings or renovations that are planned that you think our listeners should know about? Well, yeah, um, there, there are a lot. I'll just touch on a couple of the keys. So 
your listeners probably have heard about the change from the Staples Center to Crypto.com. So that's all located downtown at really our hub in terms of what it calls meetings and events, our convention campus. That's where LA Live has the Microsoft Theater. We have the Xbox Plaza and we have the LA Convention Center all tied in. And within that is what formerly was known as the Staples Center, which has just been rebranded as the Crypto.com Arena. So we're excited about that. It just shows how I think LA is extremely progressive looking ahead. Uh, I think everybody's still learning a lot about NFTs and cryptocurrency. So to have that brand uh, as part of one of uh, the most recognized destinations, not just in LA, but in the country, is going to be positive for us as well. Um, in addition to that, uh, we'll be opening up the Lucas Museum, George Lucas of Star Wars fame is going to be opening up a state-of-the-art the museum that's in our South Park area. That'll be right next to the Coliseum and also next to the new Bank of California football stadium where LA, LAFC plays. And that's all in the USC campus area, not even five to 10 minutes from downtown. So excited about that. We just opened up the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures that is in the old uh, main building that's downtown off of Wilshire. And it's the first museum that's completely de de dedicated to film. It's an incredible facility, but they can also do some great, great group events. So we're excited about that. Uh, our studios, Warner Brothers, going through a complete refresh as well. And we've got just a lot of great new hotel openings as well with the AC Moxie downtown, the Conrad Hilton downtown. We'll be opening up uh, the Fairmont Century Plaza, the iconic building just opened up. And so there's so much that's going on in LA. And it's a great sign of the future as we recover. We're continuing to expand uh, the destination what it, and what it offers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many incredible developments and events. It certainly is bringing us into the future. So very exciting. That brings us to the end of our show today. I just want to thank you again so much for your time, Darren, and congratulations again on an LA victory. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for having me. And we uh, appreciate our partnership with meetings today. And uh, as we powered through this together, the best is yet to come. Exactly. And yes, thank you to LA Tourism for their partnership with this episode. And thank you all for listening to the Meetings Today podcast. You can listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also read more information about meetings and events in LA and other destinations across the country at meetingstoday.com. Thank you all and have a good one. Mm -hmm.